Good morning, everybody, and once again, welcome to the Sunday edition of Housing Information You Can Trust right here for the next two hours on WJR. We are the Inside Outside Guys, and I am Ken Carverly, the Outside Guy. Chuck Bryan, I'm the Inside Guy. You didn't sing the Happy Sunday song to people. I don't, no, nobody wants to hear happy, me happy, sing. Happy, 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 happy Sunday. Nobody wants to hear me sing, Chuck. Trust me. Okay, be that way. You always had that voice. You've got a good voice. I have a terrible voice. <laughs> so, you, you, you've become so easy in the last few years. I've always been. You're easy. mellowing. I've always been easy. You are mellowing. <laughs> hey, according to Reader's Digest, what's the favorite or best snack in the state of Michigan? Popcorn. I never would have gotten this. No, no. It's, it depends what they want to sell. I know it. Better made potato chips. Okay. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, they're good potato chips. I agree. Give me a good French onion dip. I can go through half a bag. <laughs> I got to have the, the rippled, ruffled ones, though. A little more firm. Solid. A little more bite. When, when you're dipping. Yeah. You know what they make? They make they'll a break uh, in the dip. A bag that's just like burnt, you know, the, the brown ones, because I'm that guy. I'm oh. the guy that always goes for the brown one, a little bit too well done. Yeah, me they, too. They, they make a bag that are just all I like those. skin on potato chips. I love the potato skins. Yeah, I, I make potato salad with it. I I cook uh, potatoes, mashed potatoes with the skin on. All the nutrients are there. The flavors there. It's funny. My dad owned a chip company. I don't know if I told you that. He had a partner. Of course, this was a long, long time ago, right? This was in the late fifties. Okay. But they actually made made and bagged and sold potato chips under crunchy, crisp potato chip label and my mom talks about how they used to you know make them every every week two three times a week it was just hilarious to to think about <laughs> and his partner got sick deathly sick and they had to sell the business and that was the end of it but i am i'm a, i remember my dad opening a bag of potato chips one time it's a true story they just got home from the grocery store he opens it up and he smells it which i still do yep i'll stick my nose right in the bag and smell and he goes these are rancid. Chuck, you walk back to Ken. This is back when you These walked, are rancid? Right? This was like three miles away to the whatever it was, the Yankee Doodle, the Andy <laughs> store, whatever it was. Ways. And you tell them these are rancid and you want a new bag. And I'm probably eight. I don't even know how to spell rancid, much less pronounce it. I'll never forget. And, and oh, back I'm, then, you could walk with no worries. State parents oh, that wasn't that. an issue. It was going in that store and then trying to find somebody and remembering the word rancid. And I actually did get a fresh bag of chips. I, we probably bought him cigarettes at the time, too. But <laughs> uh, My dad doesn't like these. Give me a new one, please. Honest to goodness. My dad said these are um, um. Well, your dad was a chip expert. Smell them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we got on that topic. We always say be an expert at something. Your dad was a chip expert. He was a chip expert. <laughs> That's cool. It was. Hey, we're going to be taking your housing questions, not potato chip questions. For the next two hours, eight 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 six five four guys, which equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Unfortunately, yesterday we didn't have a chance to get to everyone to call. We had had to leave a couple people hanging. Um, so if that's you, give us a call back today. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We really would. We enjoy that immensely. Um, we were talking to a listener yesterday who is a self-proclaimed jack-of-all-trades. He does a lot of work. He said he's busier than he needs to be. He actually takes retainers from, from regular repeat customers every year because he knows he's going to go to their house and do things. Mm -hmm. But he asked us, what do you do regarding negative reviews? And we didn't get to finish our response to that 
Right. And I, I think this works on both sides. It works on the contractor side and the customer side if we answer that question. How long has this been an issue now? Um, I'd say 10 years, 10 or 12 years when this really oh, started. Oh, the digital thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, it, was a, it was an issue before that with people that just wanted to complain. Yep. Anyway, yep. they just didn't have the means to do it. You know? And we're not saying, I mean, this is a, I guess it's a fair tool. It's an old, It's the only tool that a lot of homeowners have because, yeah. you, I mean, you and I, you, you can complain to the Better Business Bureau, but they're not a government agency. They've only got so much power, and they can put you on a list. Yeah. Um, so when you go on the Internet and you either complain, and here's why, Chuck, if you're going to go on the Internet and complain about a company, you better go on the Internet and talk good about a company when you have a good experience. Yeah. And your complaint, if you have one, better be legitimate. Amen. And you better have addressed it to the company first. One thing that frustrated me when I was in business was if I heard about a problem a client of mine had through a third party. Right. Instead of them calling me. Back then, you picked up the phone, right? You had a hard line. You always, always responded to phone calls. Yep. And if someone didn't contact me first, that to me was as frustrating as anything. Give me a chance to fix it. If I, if I screwed up, I'll take care of it. That is you know? the law. <laughs> People don't realize that, but that's the law. When someone does a job at your house and you don't like them, it is the law that they have to have the first opportunity to make it right. Yeah. And unfortunately, and they should. They should, Chuck, but people don't know that. They don't have good. And, hey, look, there are all kinds of different people out there, people that have good communication skills, people that have terrible communication skills, people that will always look at the bright side of something, people that always look at the negative side of something. But if you have an issue with anybody in your life, you got to be able to, to say, here's my problem. And we, our advice to listeners who email us on a regular basis, always at that point, email it. If you get to that yep. point, always keep it in writing. Go to because, the installing contractor. Yes. The emotion isn't in an email. Right. Where it shouldn't you, be. Should, you're right. Yeah, you're right. When you send a very professional email, I have an issue with this. Can you keep, please come by and take a look at it and then email me back the solution? Yeah. Yeah. And keep it unemotional. Maybe run it by someone you trust before you send it. Maybe think uh, if you're, let's say, let's say you realize at 10 p.m. on Tuesday you have an issue and you're mad and you're angry and you you're, 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 you feel offended. Wait till tomorrow morning and formulate a response. Run it by someone you trust before you send it. That's great advice. That's great advice. It really, that, that's not just with what we're talking about. That has to do with anything in life where you're stressed out. If I get a negative anything, I've always told my children this. Don't ever react, guys. Don't react. What do you mean? I get a negative. Uh, I don't get them anymore. As, I'm the business. <laughs> it happens. But I get a negative uh, text from the boss. <laughs> <laughs> don't respond no matter what it is wait until you're calm wait until you've had time and it's funny chuck is i'll always find a better response than what my first reaction was and you're almost never as angry 12 hours later as you were in the moment great point another thing that we suggest and you've suggested this many times and i like it um when you as a contractor think the job is done get the homeowner out there and go over it with them in detail and videotape it. I, I still use the term videotape, but film it with your phone. Yeah. And and ask them, is this what you wanted? Is that what you wanted? And film it and get their approval or not. Find right. out right then if they have any kind of an issue. If they if they approve everything and then two weeks later have a problem, 
that says something more about the person generally. Not always. No, you're absolutely Not right. always. You're absolutely right. And, you know, we were talking to this gentleman yesterday, Chuck, about um, qualifying your customers, how important that is in today's day and age. Just as much as a customer is going to qualify, and I'd be honest with you, I don't think most people qualify the people they hire <laughs> as much as they should in today's day and age because they just, all right, you're a handyman. You can do this. I'll take you. so hard to get. Come over here. Yeah, because it's so hard to get. I'll tell you, a company that does the things we talk about and we love what they do and and they express their professionalism with their product. It's the folks at Decks Unlimited. If your deck needs a sprucing up, a rebuild, or you just need a brand new one, why wouldn't you use them? Or an inspection. That's the point. <laughs> Once again, Decks Unlimited. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with us today. We want to have, uh, hopefully, everybody will have a safe holiday week. Uh, but meanwhile, while we are here until noon today, at, you can call us at 888-654-4897. Yeah, we're talking about um, contractors, and the we had a call yesterday from a gentleman who was a handyman, and he was asking, what does he do about negative reviews? And, and Chuck and I believe... All that stuff starts at the beginning. Um, yeah, no matter what you do, no matter what you do as a, as a contractor, you're going to have bad experiences. You're going to have homeowners, customers that don't like you for whatever reason. I mentioned this guy yesterday, and, and it really is sometimes they just want you to say, you know what, keep a couple hundred dollars. I've experienced, I've experienced it. A lot of times those are legitimate. The biggest mistake a contract you can do, Chuck, you said this earlier, is not address an issue immediately. Immediately. Because you and I hear about this a lot. We heard about a very popular company in Southeast Michigan, not one of our team partners, that did a siding job, and this is what they do for a living, for a gentleman last year. And this gentleman sent us an email saying they are not responding to him. This is a big company that a lot of people, they are not responding to his emails. We had to give him advice on how to make them respond to his emails, including contacting the state of Michigan. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it, it's funny when you talk to Mark Kramer from Currents, for instance, and I'm just using them as an example. They have a dedicated team of specialists that go out to deal with any warranty issues. Yes. They don't pull a guy from a job that's on a roof and say, oh, by the way, stop at Smith's today and fix their problem. They have a team that does nothing but that, and that makes a heck of a difference. You want to you want to shop for that when you're a buyer. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we we're talking earlier about the contracts. And, oh no, we, I'm sorry. We wanted to mention the contracts and how important the contracts is. I wanted to say to this gentleman, and Chuck, I don't know how legal this is. If I'm going to do a contract today, one of those things I want in the contract is we've talked about this: the only means of dispute resolution. So that's an that's a line item you have in your contract that talks to you and the homeowner. What are the means of dispute resolution? And we used to like the American Arbitration Association, but now could you add in there homeowner is not allowed to um, review make any negative reviews online until we have gone through dispute resolution. I don't know if that would hold up, but that's something. And honestly, Chuck, you and I both know whether it holds up or not. If a if a homeowner sees that, that may be one less reason why they would go on and put a negative review on. K 
Can't hurt. I would have a an attorney, you know, clean it up for me. But right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want my language in there. <laughs> no, but I but I like the idea, and I have always embraced the idea of contractual dispute resolution. We both agree that if we have a problem, this is the means and method that we will employ to resolve it. Um, it doesn't have to be public. Some companies, like you said, bring it on themselves because they don't respond. Right. Right. They, they don't right. take care of issues. Right. Other owners, it's like their first reaction is to go public and go digital and, and humiliate the company, embarrass, and potentially slander or libel the company. And it's like, whoa, don't do that. So I agree with you. I like having that in the contract. But I also, you and I have, have talked about this over the years. I built new houses, so I had a better opportunity than you did doing you know, day jobs that might take four hours one day, and then you're on another job the next day. Then sure. You're but we would go through the entire contract, word for word. I wanted people to know what was in there. I wanted to be able to say later on, this is on page five, paragraph six, we talked about this. If you have a multi-page contract and you haven't gone through it with a buyer, you cannot assume they've read it. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I remember when you and I first put a new contract together for me. I remember looking at How many pages? Four pages. <laughs> People are not going to want to sign this. And, and and instantly realized they had no problem signing it. And, and here's what I would tell people. Because it was four pages, people would not want to read it. Sure. And I would turn it around them and say, no, please read this. This is very important. Um, I want them to know everything. And then we'd have initial, initial each page. And we had the uh, the arbitration clause in our yep. contract. And I went to arbitration twice in my career over people. I lost one. I won one. And uh, the reason I lost it is I wasn't as prepared as I should have been going into it because I was so overwhelmed everywhere else. Busy. 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 And that's I was I actually an arbiter, as you know. Yep. yep. For the American Arbitration Association. And it's funny. What I would teach people, like, like someone like yourself, you got four pages and, and you are resistant to it. You can't sell something that you don't believe in. So we would uh, take that and train people to use it in sales to build a standard for yourself and your company that the other company's not going to meet. Right. One of the things we do in here is this. Right. We talk about dispute resolution. Challenge anybody else you talk to to show you in their contract where they do that. Right. Here's the warranty. Here's what you do when you have a problem. You call this number, which is our office, and we set up a blah, 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 blah. You, know, you have a warranty uh, clause in there. And challenge them to see if, if, the, if your competitors offer that. They don't. And you try to set yourself apart using that document. Right, right. Because in that contract, warranty information should also be in that contract, yes, right? Yes. And all of that, if you look at a, if you look at if you look at my contract, there is no doubt in my contract it protected both parties. It protect and which which a good contract and warranty should sure. do. It protected them. It protected me. Yeah, because you're intending to do the work you were hired to do. It's not like you're intending to scam anybody. So why wouldn't it be? I always had this philosophy. If I gave, I came and I gave you a bid, and you said yes, it was on you at that point, okay? Because yeah. even if you thought it was too expensive, which I used to hear after the job, sure. You know, was, oh. And I've of course, to six other guys since you did that job, and I could have had it done cheaper. Should have talked to him beforehand. Exactly. Yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. We're going to continue this conversation as we get back. We also want to talk about this question: um, uh, Will both spouses be home? We require both spouses. Ladies don't like that question. 
uh, when they're asked that. But it's a very important question, and we'll talk about that when we get back. That's a fun one. That should get the phone ringing, too. Speaking of ladies, we've got a female-owned company that is a tremendous heating, ventilating, and air conditioning company. Been around for decades, and you and I highly recommend them. Yeah, this is the time of year. You know, it's going to start getting really warm soon. You want to get a clean and check, a tune-up, no matter what you call it. Make sure you call Sharon's Heating air conditioning and you the listener 888-654-4897 we'd love to hear from you but you you mentioned the wife has to be there and the husband when when you go to see him are you crazy <laughs> you're just start with me right away we come back <laughs> i love it we're talking contractors talking contractors talking we had a call yesterday about a gentleman that asked how to get a negative review um off of a search site or how how you deal with it and Chuck and I are big believers. If you do stuff on the front side, if you learn certain skills on the front side, it's going to help avoid this kind of stuff. Yeah, you can minimize its impact. One of the questions that we think is a very good question, but we know a lot of people don't think it's a very good question, is if my um, my phone person is speaking to whoever called in, if it's a male or if it's a female, um, the question needs to be, are you able to make the decision without your spouse there? Is that the fair, fair question? Yes. We say it. Um, and because a lot of times it's the ladies that are calling in, they take it very personally. Um, my husband doesn't need to be here. I can make decisions. Okay. That's okay. great. But there is a reason behind that question, and we're going to talk about that reason as soon as we get done with this next phone, talk, phone call. Um, let's talk to Pat from Southfield. Good morning, Pat. You're on with the guys. Oh, good morning. Um. I've had this problem now for, I would say, like a half a year or maybe even much longer. Um, stuff is coming out of my shower and out of the water in my sink. I don't mean that the water is dirty, but like after I turned it off, black stuff comes out. It's almost like dirt or sludge. And then it goes down uh, on the floor. The floor gets all black. My my washcloth gets black. Uh, and then in the sink, too, areas around the sink, it turns black. It's I don't know if it's mold, if it's dirt. And I asked two plumbers. They didn't check it out when they were here for something else. And they said, I don't know. I don't have any idea of what it could be. And it's oh, just and it's just. Worse and worse. Is it kind of a slimy black coming out of the faucet? The shower head, the shower head looks black. You know, it's probably magnesium, which is not unusual. Um, it's funny. We've got four bathrooms in the house, and in one of them, I will get magnesium in the faucets, even though they all have the same water supply, which is again not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Um, those minerals are in the water: iron, calcium, magnesium. And depending on what charge they have and what charge this fixture has, they may or may not solidify and appear, or they may just remain in suspension. Kind of the same reason that some, one toilet will get dirty in the house, you know, with iron stains, and the other toilets won't. But I'm really surprised. Did you talk to two plumbers, or did you have two plumbers out? They were at my house for something else, and I told, I said to them, I told them about, and they said they didn't even look. They said, I have no idea. And I thought maybe they would check different. They didn't even check anything. Yeah. 
and, <laughs> and it's just terrible now. Like I had to move my washcloth, and then every every day after I shower, from the stuff that comes, it looks like black dirt, and the dirt is wet, and then it it attaches itself to um, uh, uh, well everything that it comes down on. And it's yeah. it's gotten worse, and it's a and year ago water, I never correct? had. And and then it's in my other bathrooms too, around the water areas. But the shower is what is just killing me. I I just hate to take a shower now. Sure. And again, you're on city water. Well, Southfield. What what is? Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. Okay, Pat. We're going to give you a phone number. Okay. Do you have a pen handy? Of what kind of? Beauchamp. Beauchamp Water Treatment Solutions. They're going to come out and take a look at it, and they can take care of this for you. Beauchamp Water Solutions? Yeah. B-E-A-U, Champ. Oh, D-E-A-U. No. B as in boy. B-E-A-U, Champ. Beauchamp. Okay. Okay. 810 632-632-2000. Do you know where they're located? Yeah, they're located in Heartland area, but they come to your area on a regular basis. They're all over the metro area. Yeah, they're all over the metro area. We trust them. They will take care of you. All right, whom should I ask for? Oh, they'll send a technician out, ma'am. They they have experts that will come out and take care of this for you. All right, so yeah. I don't ask for anyone in particular. No, just let them know the guys sent you, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. I, this has been going on for months no, now. It's crazy. Well, I really appreciate that. You're <laughs> we very you. welcome. Stay well, okay. Pat. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. That is disgusting slime. It is. It's one of those things that you just... You, I want to do more research and eventually do an article on the mag- magnetics because yeah, the minerals. Is yeah, the, yeah. I I have had several times in my life where one fixture or one set of fixtures accumulated, you know, minerals where the rest of them didn't in the house, and it's the exact same piping system, exact same water supply. You right, know, right. It's got to be that positive-negative chart yep. thing. Yeah, definitely something Beauchamp can take care of oh, for yeah. Pat, though, hundred percent. And why we had Pat on the on the line, we should have asked her. If she's calling somebody for, a, let's say that she wants to do a new addition, a new home addition, and she calls the company and they ask her a series of questions, and one of those questions, you know, um, are you the only homeowner? Are you the main decision maker? And if she says yes, great. If she says my husband and myself, then as a company, as an owner, I want my salesperson sitting in front of the two Decision makers. One of the worst things in the world, and I experience this all the time, Chuck, is my secretary would ask this question. You know, who are the decision makers? I am, no matter which one of the spouses is, I am. And you get there and you're talking to them and they say, okay, well, I got to talk to my husband. I got to talk to my wife about this. And it's not pressure sales. It's not. But I'm going to say, hold on a minute. You said you could make the decision. And, And... I used to tell people my second favorite answer is no. I'd rather you tell me no than say, let me think about it or I might do it or something like that because I'm a salesman. 
My job is to sell. Yeah. That's why you called me out. That's right. I mean, your job technically would be to educate a buyer well, and then consummate a sale. Amen. Yeah, as a result of But great, I don't eat unless I sell. Great I, I, education. I won't eat if I just educate. <laughs> yeah. I hate to frame it that way, though, because then, then it makes the sale sound more important. I, than, agree. I agree. Than delivering good product. But I agree with you. And, and this becomes a real critical issue when a company like Barrier Free Plus is dealing with, say, my mother, who was 98. There you go. Are you the owner of the home? Because for all they know, the home is in a trust. And mom doesn't even have the legal authority to have them come out and do the work, even though she's lived in that home for 45 years. And, you know, by any observable criteria, she's the owner, but she really isn't. That's a great point. So I I always encourage people to say, are you the owner of the house? Because you may not have a lien right if a tenant contracted the work. And you don't know if they're, they're a tenant. They live there. There's pictures on the buffet of the kids. You know, how do you know? <laughs> you know, you'll remember this when I say this because the gentleman who called yesterday had a negative review, and he felt that he treated these people well. He did everything good for him, and we believe him. Yeah. really do. But if you remember right, a couple of years ago, there was a couple that lost a lawsuit where they were tenants, and they had called a company out to do some work at their house, and the company either wouldn't do it for them or did something wrong, and they left a negative review. I think it was because they were tenants. They weren't the owners. They went online and left a very scathing negative review of this company. This company took them to court and won because they never used them. They didn't have the right to use them. But that was at that point, that was precedent. That was that was a big deal in this industry. So I like hearing that. Me too. <laughs> well, me that's too. one that we would have used in one of our you know continuing education classes. Right. Because it's important. Right. Another thing, if I'm a if I'm a business owner in today's day and age and I get a negative review. First of all, I'm going to find out everybody, you know, who was a salesperson, who was on the job, how was the homeowner when you were on the job, how did it end when you walked away. I want to find out everything about the job, and then I'm going to call that homeowner back, and I'm going to ask her, how do I get that negative review away? Because they have the ability to remove those negative reviews. I'm going to ask them what the problem is. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, and I've got to come back for that, too, as a strategy that we might no. uh, encourage contractors to employ. <laughs> Hard to believe, isn't it? Well, let's talk about that when we get back from break, along with taking your phone calls. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. You know, we never hear negative things about Bratcher Electric, whether someone's getting a new series of lights and switches installed or a whole new uh, generator or a new service for the house or the commercial building, Bratcher Electric can be dependent on. Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us. You know, sometimes Ken and I just love to sit here and converse about industry issues. Hope you don't mind listening, uh, but we invite your calls. Feel free to interrupt us. We get people that go, I didn't want to break into your conversation. 888-654-GUYS-4897. <laughs> we're just uh, just talking about how to make, because of the phone call we had yesterday, we're just talking about how to make sure when you hire a housing professional's that it's as smooth as possible and that everyone is treated fairly from start to finish. You and know, professionals Chuck, should work equally hard. Industries of, of construction and mechanical have a history of people just not trusting trusting those industries. One of the reasons we started this show years ago for housing information you can trust and the people we have at the InsideOutsideGuys.com, we have over 50 
50 team partners at TheInsideOutsideGuys.com. Chuck, we may get one complaint a month on average with all of them. I'm not sure we get that. And, yeah, and these are the biggest and the best housing professionals in the state of Michigan that know how to treat homeowners right. Bottom you line. Know what the most common complaint I would guess is, we'd have to go back and research this to prove it, is that I contact them and they didn't get back with me. And that's usually uh, literally a lost communication. Yeah. You know, we'll contact the provider and they'll say, oh, my gosh, we talked to a salesperson. He remembers them, but we don't have a record of it. Yeah. We dropped the ball. It happens. Yeah, it does happen. Yeah, And usually what we do is if we get one like that, I will snap the email and I will email to the person in charge or, or text yeah. it to the person in charge. And the response is, I got this. Thanks. I'll take care of this. I'll take care of it. It's how, what, what else they can you thank expect? us because they want to know. Good they point. Want the opportunity. The good. You know, one of the things that I found years ago too, if you finish a job for me this Wednesday, yep. You poured a new concrete driveway for me. Then call me on Friday morning. Say, Chuck, been a couple of days. Want to remind you that you got to stay. Keep your cars off that for another four days. Right. Blah blah blah. Um, anything that we can do to follow up to make your experience with us a good one yeah and, and you got to say it properly because you don't want to offer anything for free you don't want to offer anything in, in addition you don't want to cue the buyer to find a problem you don't you don't tell them to get on their hands and knees with a microscope and look at the concrete what do you mean i don't want to offer something for free chuck what if i see what if i see a piece of trim hanging and i'm going to say you know what i'm going to take care of that for you for free i'll cover that I believe you got to be real careful with that stuff. Really? Why? Well, you know, we've, again, the kind of classes were all about the law, right? In court cases. Yep. And one that stands out is, is a home builder, like I was, that built entry level homes. So these people were, you know, stretched, right? Yep. To the limit. And he would give them a free upgrade on a sump pump. Wouldn't you know? that these people finished their basement, uh, their sump pump failed to work in heavy rain, and they sued the builder to repair and replace everything in the basement that was lost because it was was his sump pump pump that didn't work, and it was free. And, 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 Uh, of course, people can tell when I ask Chuck that question. I know his answer. (laughs) When you give something away, you devalue your worth. And it's it's worse than free because free would imply that you got something for nothing and it cost me nothing. Right, but if I give you something as a professional, there's liability attached. Amen. So, I am giving you a lot, and you're paying nothing for it. Right. So we tell people, don't don't give things away. If someone says while you're here, there's a piece of siding we'd like you to fix, look at it, consider what it would cost you. If it would cost you thirty bucks to fix, say you know what, while we're here, we would normally charge fifty. We'll do it for thirty-five. Whatever. I'm just making those numbers yeah, up. Yeah, I agree. And do it. Okay. Or that may be an opportunity to get a good review um, because you're not giving it for free. You're trading something. So if someone says to me, hey, can you take care of that for me? I'll say, sure. Will you do something for me? Um, will you, When I'm done, will you give me a five-star review and tell me how happy you are? You're trading something. Is value for value in my point? Or what I used to like to do with people is... I would do something, they'd ask me that, and I'd say, okay, will you give me a video reference? And this, I want, I want, and I've talked about this before, and I really want contractors to listen to this because you should have an individual page on your website for video references. And when you make homeowners, Chuck, you and I have talked about this before. When a company thrills a homeowner, that homeowner, even if they've paid them, almost feels indebted 
because they're so happy to that company. So if you say to a homeowner, if you're thrilled, do you mind giving me a quick video reference? What that does is you, you have the homeowner on record saying they love your job, on video saying they love your job. At that point, if there is an issue, that homeowner knows that you should be able to take care of any problem easily at that point. Also, you, someone, you're at, a, you're at a new client's house and they want a reference, you say, go to this page. And over a couple of years, a, 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 some of our companies that literally do hundreds of jobs a week, they could be endless. Those video references hey, could think, be endless. I think Victor's doing new roofs. Exactly. They've already done seven, 800 this year. Right. So if they just said, visit this website, there's 800 customers just this year. Yeah. And I, I, I would caution people, if you're going to do this, to script everything and know exactly what you're saying and follow the script. Uh, a good actor, you don't you don't look at them and say they're following a script. You just think that they're representing a character well. Right. And, and that's what you should be as a salesperson because – Doing what you're saying, it's important to us that you are thrilled with the work we did. Are you? Well, yes, we are. Well, I'll tell you what. While I'm here, I'll fix that piece of siding for you. But immediately, I want to walk right thereafter. I want to walk and have you comment on the work we did, and then use you as a reference. Are you good with that? And you do that, so now you're holding that piece of siding hostage, if you will. And the leaders of these companies need to train their people how to do this. Well, of course. It's got to be a script, a standardized, yep. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Because it has to be. And there'll always be an opportunity to do that. And if you're a homeowner, why wouldn't you be thrilled and do that for them? So, Boy, we, we could go on and on with this. I've got, it's like this. <laughs> we could. <laughs> seminar in my head. But let's change the subject after the top of the hour. Take some calls. Take some calls. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Taking any and all of your phone calls. Hey, if you got a house that's ugly, and a lot of you do and you don't even know it, step back and look at it. Ask a neighbor, is my house ugly? They're going to say yes. What you want to do <laughs> is call Tim and the people at Pro Home Improvement. Get new siding, new windows, new roof. Your house will look new. Pro Home Improvement. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. 888-654-4897. Ken, i got to ask our audience if they know where I can get something. Okay. The old Weber grills. I love them. I, uh, I'm a basic grill guy. Charcoal, light it, cook my food, be done. I'm not one of these guys to make a, an event of it. But... <laughs> Dad had one where you could raise and lower the grill with a crank. The, the, the grate underneath? Yeah. Yeah, so the coals. You could raise and lower the coals. Ours you could, uh, well, maybe I'm wrong. My recollection is you could raise and lower the grill itself. Oh, oh, I got you. Okay. It was just a single spindle in the middle, so it spun around, and it turned up or up or down. That makes more sense, obviously. So if you had too hot a fire, you could raise the, you know, crank the grill up and cook your meat a little slower. I have not found those have you been looking and i would buy yeah I, there's an ace hardware that I, I stop in they they have one of everything they've got the egg they've got the snotty one that you've got and they've got all that stuff but they don't have the simple thing that well, you're, i want you're, you're a basic guy i am <laughs> i really am you don't need a you don't need anything that connects to your iphone when you're grilling i don't you just want to be able to have your meat the way you want it i'm gonna sit out there with a cocktail maybe a cigar Cook, cook the meat, take give it, it to, in. Give it to you by Paul W. Smith, of course. Yeah, God bless Paul. <laughs> yeah, by the way, Paul, I'm almost out. <laughs> That's terrible. How do you like? By the way, how do you like your meat when you when you grill a good steak? How do you like it? I like it medium rare. Yep, me too. Now I like a really hot grill to sear, you know, the outside of the meat. Yep. Uh, just barely start to cook it, 
and then I'll eat it. And it's funny that uh, my son and his girlfriend are steak freaks. Both my daughters used to be. They're they're both kind of edging over to the not vegan, but they eat fish. What do you call that? There's a word for that. Vegetarian. So uh, they, it's like yeah, everything but meat. Uh, but they've all the, when they liked steaks, it was always medium rare. Yeah, they were good at that. Growing up, I liked them medium well. Me nope. too. Uh, then I went to medium. I wanted everything cooked when I was a kid. And I'm, I'm at medium rare now. My wife, but my wife, unfortunately, my wife has a cholesterol issue, so. I got to be very careful. I can't. I try not to eat steak in front of her. She has you once become a week. more mature once a week. You're getting better. Yeah, it's taken fifty some years, but, <laughs> but I'm getting, You're there. getting there. Speaking of grilling, seventy um, percent of U.S. households own at least one. Oh, by the way, let's. If anyone out there knows where Chuck can get his grill, please let us know. 888-654-4897. But 70 percent of U.S. households own at least one outdoor barbecue grill or smoker. Gas grills contribute to a higher number of fires than charcoal grills. That's interesting. Yes. I wonder why. Yeah. 9,600 home fires are started by grills each year on average. July is the peak month for grill fires, followed by May, June, and August, the grilling years. I would have thought Thanksgiving, you know, where people are dumping those turkeys and those big hot things of grease. That's probably probably safe. 16,600 patients went to the ER. Ouch. Go to the ER per year because of injuries involving grills, including 8,200 thermal burns. Ouch. Ouch. I, I would have no idea it's that many people. I mentioned the other day I spoke to an ER doctor, and I, I jokingly said, how's business? And he said, busy, and this is the busy time of year for, for issues like this, for issues like fireworks, that kind of stuff. I hate hearing that. Yeah, me too. Me too. So if you are grilling out there, you know, it's funny because um, we got these statistics uh, from the National Fire Prevention Association. And if you go to their website, they will give you all sorts of great tips on how to grill and how to cook safely around your house. And one of the best tips I, tips I know of, I love because my wife knew My wife lived next door to a little boy that reached up onto a hot stove and poured hot liquid onto himself when he was in, when he was a toddler. And obviously that's going to affect him the rest of his life and how horrible do the parents feel. But I saw a great tip from this uh, organization recently about when you're grilling, when you're cooking, literally take some tape when the kids are little and put a no-go zone around your stove and around your grill and let them know that on they, the floor, on the floor, on the floor. And let them know they do not go anywhere inside that. Eventually, you'll train them where you can move. And I mean train. You're going to train them. You can move that tape. But I think that's a great idea. If you're grilling, if you're cooking on your stove, there should be a no-go zone for those little ones because How about if horrible. you're cooking on a stove or a grill, you stay there? I, I can't. Without slandering anybody here. Yeah, because mistakes. Yeah, I know what you're saying. People that walk away from, they put something on a hot stove boiling water, whatever, and then walk away from it and disappear mm-hmm. elsewhere in the house for mm-hmm. 20 minutes. It's like, I don't care if they're, uh, I do care if they're children or not. I don't mean that. But regardless. You're responsible. Yeah. Stay there. Right. Yeah. There's nothing that you got to do that's so important. It's worth a house fire. <laughs> you know, it's like a gun owner leaving a gun out. Seriously. That's be, good. I like that. A load of gun out. Be responsible. Um, yeah. Especially, and especially if you have children. How horrible would you feel as a parent if something happened? Oh. So when it comes to the grill, Chuck, you and I see it all the time. As a matter of fact, you and I both admitted to doing this. 
putting a grill too close to a house and having our siding melted. I did that when I was in my early 20s. You probably did the same thing. I did, too. Vinyl siding. Shame on me. We're going to continue this conversation about how to keep you safe coming up here in the summer. Any grills. Chuck wants someone to tell him where to find that crank grill. Give us a call at 888-654-GUYS. Hey, I want to remind everybody that when it starts to rain and when your foundation begins to leak or your crawl space has got that terrible smell on it that indicates water and moisture, we've got a solution in a company called Foundation Authority. Got everything going for us except you calling us, 888-654-4897. You were talking about... Us melting siding on the house, first thing, first rule, pull that grill out away from the house, away from any structures, away from pine needles and leaves, hopefully onto concrete or gravel, right? Good advice. <laughs> no matter what kind of grill it is, pull it away from the house. Pull it away from anything that's combustible because the vinyl siding is plastic siding, yeah. and it'll melt. And if you have a grease cup on a lot of the gas. My, I have one on my. Okay. Yeah. Uh, empty the grease cup. Because that is fuel and for a fire. stain. If it falls, it oh, will stain. Yeah. And you know this new deck I'm getting? Yeah, I'm very careful of the grease trap. And it'll that. stain wood or uh, the trucks-type products, the composite products. So, yeah, um, good good point. I mean, really, to have someone like a uh, Sharon's uh, make you a heavy-gauge metal pan. Uh, like we used to have. We used to actually have these made... Uh, galvanized metal and put them under washing machines when they were on a second floor. That makes perfect sense. Secondary protection there? Yeah. Yeah. Just secondary protection if you get water dripping out of a hose or something like that. Same thing with the grill. Uh, uh, You know what? There you go. There's a product we can invent and market for next year. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. So do you smoke at all? Do you smoke any of your meat? Do you have a smoker at home? Oh, I thought you meant it's tough to light. (laughs) We just talked about that. I know. I do not. My brother does everything with a smoker. I I don't even own one. Yeah. Uh, I I really like it for venison. We use a lot for venison. Do you? Yeah. How long does it take? I mean, he's got this quickie stuff. He swears, you know, in a couple hours it's smoked and it's ready to cook. It doesn't take long. Okay. It doesn't take long. Not like the old I just want to know if he was lying to me. (laughs) Never, 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 never. Hey, we mentioned earlier decks, Chuck, and, and this is a time of year, you know, if we're going to talk about safety around the house and, and this time of year, if you're going to have a party this year and you have a deck, and especially if that deck is raised at all, most decks fail at the ledger, which means right where it meets the house. And I was just I'm doing some work on my deck and every other uh, opening every other between joists had a bolt in it, and I went in and I put one in between every one. Listen, you cannot reinforce that area enough, as far as I'm concerned. So the reason we're bringing it up: if you're going to have people on your deck, take a walk outside with an ice pick or a small Phillips screwdriver, and take a look at where the fasteners are. Take a look to where the deck meets the ground. Take a look up top where the deck meets the house. Take a look and make sure those areas are not punky. Actually touch them, poke them with the screwdrivers, make sure they're not rotted wood because it would be the worst thing in the world to have family over for fun. And we could talk some deck statistics, and they're not pretty. No, we publish them once or twice a year in articles, and they're not pretty. And one death, one serious injury is way too many. Uh, If you're looking at the connection between the deck and the house, make sure it's not just a nailed connection. 
Oh, amen to that. <laughs> Every nail has different pull strength, and rarely are the right nails used if they are used, and they shouldn't be anyway. Uh, I like a, a carriage bolt uh, or, a, or a galvanized bolt with a big washer bolted right into the house substructure. Yeah. Yeah, because unfortunately, when people do use nails, they use the wrong nails. They just right. go into the garage and find whatever nails they have. It's a 16-penny nail. They don't know if it belongs outside, inside. And those are where you're going to have issues over time. Yeah, and again, remember that different nails have different what we call pull strength. Once you nail it in, it takes more or less to get it back out. Um, when we're building pole barns, we use what they call a ring shank nail. And you cannot, I, I'll challenge anybody I've known in my life to pull out a pole barn ring shank nail. You got to cut them off. Yeah. They they will not pull out, you yep. know. Yep, yep. So the, the fastener is critical. It is. It is. We'll continue the discussion about decks as we continue. 888-654-GUYS. Oh, let's go to the phones and talk to Terry from Clarkson. Good morning, Terry. You're on with the guys. Uh, good morning. What's going on? Sir? Hello. Hey, yeah, you want a grill? Royal Ch- Gourmet. It raises the charcoal. It raises it raises the charcoal bed up and down to to whatever you want. And the name was Royal Gourmet. That's right, charcoal. It, you I've know got where one. I've uh, just go online. Just punch it in. Punch in the the Google it, and you'll find it. Thank you. Wow, I appreciate that. That's <laughs> exciting. You love them. Oh, and I also have a Weber. A big Weber, yeah, and I, I have love a galvanized. Weber. I have a galvanized piece of uh, metal that I got at the hardware store, and I put it on the grill, and then I put my charcoal on that, and my my Dutch oven on top of that. Oh, Do you understand so you're a little I mean? snottier than I am. You bet your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is. All no, right, I mean yeah. pork butt. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, do that. Which is very good on a grill, by the way. <laughs> Ooh, yum. yeah, they got yeah, all so sorts I of grills here. I, I looked them up, Chuck. You're, you're, and, this man just hooked you up. God bless you. Thank right. you so you're, much for that. You're welcome, and I love your show. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. That Thank means you a lot. Goodbye. Goodbye. Tell you, Terry lives in a great city. The city of Clarkson is just a wonderful, wonderful city. I agree with you. A lot of good people that live there. Yep. I hey, agree with you. Every house, every house out there could use a good deep cleaning every once in a while. And when we say deep cleaning, we mean the furniture. True cleaning. True cleaning. The baseboard, the carpeting, the pillows, the mattresses. If you contact Chet's Cleaning, they can give you an estimate to clean everything in your house or just certain areas that you may be neglecting. And you'll discover what clean really is. Phenomenal company, phenomenal family-run company, honest, ethical. We'll refer them to anybody out there for all your cleaning needs. Contact Chet's Clean. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. 888-654-4897. want to remind you that during the week, InsideOutsideGuys.com and Friday mornings, we appear in the Detroit News Home Style section with something we, well, I can't say we take a deep dive because it's usually, well, what, 700 words-ish? Yeah, that's But it's fair. deeper than we're often able to get on a topic during the show. Yeah, I think that's fair. This, this week's was the grass under your feet, basically, was it? Not? Yeah. We were talking about it yesterday and how important grass is. And- we took a pro grass stand. 
We did. So we're talking progress. Progress. We're having progress. <laughs> progress. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. The grilling thing. Um, when you have taken your food off the grill, close the lid. If it's a gas grill, keep it on for another five minutes. If it's charcoal, let it just burn out. But you'll clean a lot of the char off the grill by exposing it to that intense heat without any food on it. Right, right. And you and I talked about going into some of these parks and campgrounds over the years and using a grill that when you initially went up there and lit a fire, looked pretty bad. Yep. But if you expose it to 350, 400 degree heat for an hour, ain't nothing going to live on there that's going to hurt you. I agree with you. How about the idea that if you eat that char, you put that burger on it chars, that that's going to harm you. That's toxic. That's going to kill you. I'd be dead by now if it was. You and I both would. That Every actually, kid in my generation. From everything I know, that's actually kind of good for you. I tend to think that way, too. I mean, it's not like you'd want to lick the grill. <laughs> or, eat <charcoal. laughs> or eat charcoal. But if you did, yeah. I mean, it supposedly helps detox and pull a lot of toxins out of your body. I know. Yeah, I know. We've talked about that in the past. And it's it's interesting. We're not scientists. We don't pretend to be. You don't have to believe a word we say in this regard when it comes to food. But I know I, I question that. And that's another reason that I'd like one of those grills that you can crank up. Right. So remember Dad doing that. Sometimes you put a little too much charcoal in the fire gets too hot. Right. It meets cooking quicker than you want it to. Yep. Two cranks, two turns, boom. <laughs> Done. So, yeah, it slows down. What a concept. <laughs> I need to take a second to remind everybody about Christian's Gutters, Chuck. Uh, if you own a business out there, you know, we have a, a, a great new company, Samco Facilities uh, Maintenance. Yeah. And Good company. Who does a lot of re- or, or commercial. Uh, if you have a commercial kitchen, a commercial, you name it, Samco will come in and they'll repair your ovens, your, your refrigerators, your factory. Yep. Also, Christian's Gutters does commercial work as well. So if you have a building, tell you, Chuck, the commercial buildings are famous for not managing their water properly. They really are. They just left the water dump right next to their building, and they wind up having problems for it. So if you own a building and you need to manage that water, make sure it gets away from your foundation properly, we want you to call Christian's Gutters. You know, I, was, uh, I saw a storage garage that I should have taken a picture of for our Facebook last week. And the gutter, uh, a piece of the gutter had been bent by probably a tree limb, not repaired. They had a brick belt below. The siding was starting to rot out right there. The brick was stained and wet. Yep. And you could tell it was going to disintegrate over time. Yep. Yep. And the ground was settled. Yeah. Like a, like a mud puddle type thing underneath that spot. And it's like, that's going to get nothing but worse if they just fix the darn gutter. If you, you know, I, I mentioned that I helped Brett Butler out this week with a job and they were doing a foundation and, and basically when they removed the the dirt and the concrete next to this wall, all the brick fell apart. And it was because the, the, the concrete was leaning that way. There was about an inch gap between the last slab and the garage floor. So, so many years that water just fell into those holes and rested against that foundation brick. Ugh. And if you don't have proper gutters... When the water comes down, a lot of those what we call pillars on each side of the garage, they're brick pillars, the water will literally eat the masonry and the brick away over time that comes down, splashes on whatever there, whether it's concrete or, or dirt, splash on the brick, freeze, and then break that stuff apart. 
So very important that you have those gutter systems uh, taken care of. Hey, and any the, salt that drips off your car will be carried down in there amen. by that water. Great point. Let's go to the phones and talk to Tom from Rochester Hills. Good morning, Tom. You're on with the guys. Good morning. Uh, I have a uh, half-horsepower insincorator uh, uh, garbage disposal and um, uh, just was off for a couple of days, came home, turned it on, and uh, all I heard was a little bit of a whining sound, like it was getting electricity. I checked the outlet, I checked the um, uh, fuse box, and, you know, there is power coming in there. Uh, before I call a plumber, uh, is there anything else I need to do? I, I usually save those uh, uh, you know, the manuals from the manufacturer, but uh, this is one I misplaced. So, um, Have you taken a bright help. light and shined it down in there without sticking any flesh in there? Sometimes a piece of uh, silverware will drop down in those, and if you turn it on, it'll literally, it can stop it, the blades from spinning, and you'll just hear a whirring sound. The motor's trying to spin, but the blades are not spinning. And, of course, it'll well, – uh, go ahead. Right, right. Yeah, it would be like frozen. I, uh, uh, you know, unplugged it, although you know, it wasn't working. But anyways, and then I stuck my hand down there, and um, I'm able to spin, uh, you know, the, the wheel the down there. So uh, the blade. So, in other words, if there were uh, – if there was uh, – Silverware that would freeze and lock, right? Yep, yep. You wouldn't be able to spin it. Now, does the motor spin the blade when it's plugged in and turned on? No. Okay. So you may have sheared bearings. Yeah, from the. Uh, those are usually just a uh, a motor where the shaft has a spline or something connected to the blades, like the old mower blades on lawnmowers. Uh, just there's no transfer case, there's no gears, it's just a, a direct drive type thing. And if the blade doesn't go around or goes around haphazardly when the motor is operating, then the blade is probably no longer effectively com- connected to the shaft of the motor, and something caused it to shear. Uh, can are, do you feel comfortable pulling that out from underneath? Those are usually a pretty simple thing to drop out of the bottom of the sink or no okay and then well um yeah i tell me what to do or I'll try. well i don't know if i could describe it well and i wouldn't want to put you in a position where you had a leak but you're going to have a one and a quarter inch piece of pvc going into that from the sink probably if it's a double bowl sink if not, you've just got the, the, the drain coming in from the uh, sink above. Do you have a single bowl or double bowl? Uh, single bowl. But okay, so that's I, good. Um, That'll make it easier. Yeah. So what they have on the bottom, the underside of that, are usually three to four screws that if you loosen up, it, it'll, it'll, it'll spin. It's kind of a clamp type thing, and it'll spin and just drop the motor right off the bottom of the sink. So at the top where it connects to the screws, there's a hole and then a slit. So you lift it up and then turn if you're putting it in. Yep. And you turn and pull down if you're taking it out. Exactly. Yep. So once you disconnect the actual PVC drain from the um, disposal, 
and make, of course, the, your electricals is unplugged. Uh, it's a pretty easy thing to drop it It is off. for most people. For most people. That's why I'm being kind of careful here. Yeah, but if you've never done it before, uh, unfortunately, it could get to be too much of a headache. It's someone we'd, re- we'd refer as Shelby Mechanical to come out and take a look at that. If, if you don't feel confident, Shelby Mechanical, very reasonable. Okay, so in other words, uh, uh, do you think it probably needs another one, or when they That's drop it down, they can look at Oh, yeah. From what you're saying, it sounds yeah. like you need a new one. Yeah, they're, and they're not that. I mean, no. garbage disposals are not, uh, no. they're not a new washing machine, that's for sure. And to be honest with you, uh, what you go pay for one, a decent one, retail, you can have a plumber install it for about the same price. You're right. With a lot less frustration. Yeah, for a lot less frustration, has a warranty and a, uh, you know, a guarantee with it. Would you like a phone number, Tom? Well, no, uh, I can get it. Yeah, go to our website. Go to our website. Okay. <laughs> uh, 586-726-9444. Get you Shelby Mechanical. And, of course, yourself and anybody else can find them and any other housing professionals at the InsideOutsideGuys.com. And one website you can find there is RoofingWindowsAndSiding.com. And if anyone recognizes that website, we're talking performance for remodeling, right, Chuck? Yeah, and it's a great company. It's got a great owner. It's got a great manager. It's got great personnel, and it's got great product. And they will give you pricing options for different product. Yes, and if you're north, if you're up in the Thumb, you're up in the Bay City region, they will travel to you. They have a large footprint performance remodeling. Ken and Chuck, and you are a listener. Without the listener, we got nothing. 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888 888- Six five four four eight nine seven. Give us a call, just like Paul from Commerce. Good morning, Paul. You're on with the Inside Outside guys on WJR. Hi, sir. Uh, I'm wondering why you guys don't use the regular uh, WJR phone number. Well, sir, we've had uh, the eight 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 six five four guys for the last. 13 years, and when people think of the guys, they think of that number, sir, and it's something that we've had and we'll always have. But you can use either. You can use either to get a hold of us. Oh, really? Yeah. Second question, uh, I'm getting cracks on my basement floor. And How old? How, I'm sorry? How old is the floor? I'm not quite sure. I'm a second owner on the house. I've been here 34 years. So it's old. Okay. Okay. How big uh, are the cracks, Paul? Are they hair- are they hairline cracks, or are they are they opening up a little bit? And have they displaced at all? Are is one higher one side higher than the other? Uh, your third question. No, I don't think so. The first uh, crack. Is wider than the second one. Okay, and Paul, is this is, is this something you want to try to take care of yourself, or do you want a professional to help you take care of these cracks? No, I think I can. I can take care of it. My dad was a bricklayer. Oh, okay. Um, he can do anything with concrete. And, gotcha. Um, Paul, go up to a go up to a local big box store and. Uh, Look for a product called Sika, S-A-K-I. Kai-yay-yip-yay. Sika Flex, and that will take care of those. You gave me that 
before, but I but none of the big box stores carry it, and I don't think uh, the uh, I can say it the Ace Hardware's versus Actually, two different kinds of. Hey, big box okay. stores do carry it, Paul. Both those yeah. and Home Depot carry it, Paul. I saw it this week on the yeah, shelves well, of Home Depot. Ken and I buy it from them. You got to go to the. Really? You got to go to the con- You go to the. Con- you don't go to the caulk. You don't go to the paint yeah. aisle. You go to where the concrete area is, yeah. where they sell yeah. the concrete. I went. I went there, and then I went to the. Uh, they they have a special place for uh, contractors to buy from. I asked there if they knew where it was. All right. Well, here's another suggestion for you, Paul, then. Go to a local paint store, any local paint store, and tell them you want a 100% polyurethane caulking in the color of gray. Gray polyurethane. And they'll have it at those paint stores as well. You still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I hope that works. Well, uh, should I chip away any? Uh, like, uh, we want you to take a. We want you to take a, a, a screwdriver. Take any loose things out with screwdriver. Just pry them out. Then take a brush, paintbrush, dry paintbrush. Brush it out. Good shot, Mac. Here's what we want you to do. We want you to take a cut a thin hole in that tube. Run. The bead over top of that crack, then you can do two things at that point. If you don't mind getting some of the material on your finger, you can just take it and push it into the crack, or you can get a spritzer, spray it with a soapy water, then run your finger over the crack, and you'll have to clean up the excess as you go. Oh, that sounds like a plan. But the Cicaplex, I've tried to find it, I can't. Sir, I, I'm I'm really sure I'm not. I'm sure they carry it at the big box stores. Um, yeah, if you go to there. the Novi store there off of Beck Road and um, Grand River, and I have purchased it there, I'm sure they have it. Go to the building supply place. It's always in the very side aisle, so it's in the aisle that's next to a wall. And it has roofing tar. Roofing tar. It's going to be in a yellow tube. Yeah. And look for the trowelable, yeah. not the self leveling. Yeah, I've I've bought the uh, I, my driveway is asphalt, and I bought the stuff to sure. You know, you, sure. you eat it. I'll tell you I, what, if you're doing that floor, Paul, right. in the paint aisle, they also sell little uh, packages of disposable plastic. Um, they're like trowels. But after you caulk that, like Ken said, if you can run one of those with some pressure over the top of it, it'll push it down in. You can throw it away when you're done with it. Yeah, it's going to cost you a buck and a half or three or four of them. And for anybody else listening, um, the main reason you want to do this is radon. Yeah. Um, any unhealthy air you don't want coming through those cracks. If you have uh, where, where the sidewall meets the basement floor, a lot of times you should do it there as well because there's a seam there that the air gets through. Yep, moisture. So smart what you're doing, Paul. Yeah, moisture, radon, even ants. We'll find those eventually. Ant. Ant? Gotta get that ant. <laughs> Sorry. Well, hopefully that helps, sir. <laughs> I guess it's the longer there. God bless you, Paul. Yeah, we appreciate your call. calls. We appreciate your calls. And you know what? If somebody needs a project for this weekend, that's a great project to do. It's something you can do yourself. If you're caulking, 
Um, a lot of people just do not know how to smooth out caulk properly. Make sure you have the proper equipment. If you're going to use your fingers, you get a plastic glove. But if you spray it with some soapy water first, it's a lot easier to smooth out and clean up at that point. Yeah, and it won't affect the polyurethane. You don't soak it. You just mist it on top. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep. Good advice, partner. And some more advice that we got about yesterday I want to remind people. If you're going to um, set off fireworks. Boy, was there a lot last night. You know what's funny about that? My, my wife's at the lake. She said she heard none, which is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. I'm laying in bed being kept awake, which and I love the sound of it. Me too. But I'm home, and somebody next to me shot off thousands of dollars. It sounds like a war zone by me. I should have gotten up and looked uh, because it had to be beautiful, but it's so funny. <laughs> you're it, so lazy. You just couldn't get up and look. I you're, couldn't. Get I, off the bark alone. You're right. Chuck. I was lazy. I was ready to go to sleep. <laughs> Hey, thank you, everyone, for listening. Danielle, back in the studio. You rock. Thank you so much for helping us out today. Um, everyone, please, if you're going to use fireworks, make sure there's a water source close, a hose, a bucket of water. Distinguish them as soon as you're done using them. And remember, sparklers are one of the main things people get injured with this time of year. Dump them in water. Please, please, please be safe. Do it well. Do it well. Yep. During the week, if you need anything, and we mean anything from the roof to the basement, the street to the back fence, Go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com. Yeah, we appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. And until next time, bye-bye.